stop trying to be perfect and just communicate. And then those people will want to do business with you, especially if you've had a lot of touches with them because they'll trust you. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Heard of crowdfunding and still curious about how you can benefit from it? Well, we've got a step-by-step guide put together just for you by the best ever team and patch of land, the industry's leading crowdfunding experts. The best crowdfunding crash course ever, episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173 will provide you all you need to know to get started and begin benefiting immediately. Whether it's getting access to funds for your project or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started with Patch of Land. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and I'm here with today's guest, Jason Troy. Hi, Jason. Hi, how are you doing, Joe? Doing well. And Jason is joining us from my hometown state, Texas, where he's actually in my hometown, Dallas, DFW. Actually, I guess technically I'm Fort Worth, but they they kind of group together Fort Worth and Dallas. We'll say DFW. Jason is a business coach. He is the author of Social Wealth, which is a guide to creating extraordinary relationships. I think we can all agree that extraordinary relationships are super relevant and necessary in real estate. He has a website. He's got um, a couple websites that I'll let him talk about at the end of the show. And he's a host of a very popular podcast, Be Extraordinary Podcast Show. Um, And with that being said, uh, Jason, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So I am a lawyer and I have my master's in communications and I spent a long time in Silicon Valley back in the gold rush days, probably seven, eight years out there. And I got to work with some amazing people like Steve Jobs. I got to work at Yahoo back at its height. I got to work at HP and a lot of other large companies working in marketing, branding and communications roles, working with executives, media analysts and a lot of other external influencers and also internal stakeholders as well. And then I decided a couple years ago to start in the world of coaching and I really enjoyed it and I was doing it as, you know, a side gig and just seeing if I really liked it and I ended up thinking that this is just my true calling and I was really passionate about it and then decided to uh, make the leap and go into it full time. I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation because, you know, with somebody who works with clients, business coaching, and somebody works with business clients, you're going to be exposed to a lot of different industries. And there are, I imagine, certain commonalities that bubble up on all the industries, regardless of what you're focused in. And obviously, we're focused on real estate on this show, but I'd love to hear more about that. So here, here's a question for you, because I, I was on your LinkedIn profile before the show, and I saw all the areas of expertise that you have. So let's go ahead and talk about one of them. Um, one of them, you said you help your business clients stand out. So how do you stand out? 
Well, one of the easiest ways to start standing out is to be authentic, vulnerable, and speak your truth. Most people are not aligned internally and externally, and they come off to people in a very roughshod fashion. And people look at them and they don't get a good feeling about it. They don't build rapport with people. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges when it comes to um, doing that. So I tell people all the time is you have to understand the pillars to build a relationship with someone. And that's talking about the first instant you meet them. You have to start building rapport with people. And I think it's important. You have to find something in common with them. So you need to start asking them questions so you can actually start to have a conversation with them. Then you have to build some likability with people. And the more rapport you build, likability is basically a byproduct of that. And also likability is done by listening actually just being present and not thinking about what you have to do later um, or what's on the agenda, just being engaged with someone and being present and just being an active listener. And the last part of this trust and trust. The easiest way to build trust with someone is through giving, helping and inspiring. And the easiest way to do that is to start to understand what are the emotions driving that person? What are they most passionate about? So I tell my clients all the time, the first questions you should start asking people is what are you passionate about? What projects are you working about you're, they're passionate about? And then you can get into someone's head about really what matters and what's making them tick. And then you can offer to help them in some way, such as offering a book suggestion, a contact. I mean, there's a myriad of things you can do with people. And then it also gives an excuse to follow up. And if you think about people in your life that don't keep scorecards with you. I'm sure that you have those people in your life. And who are they? They're in your inner circle. They're your family, your friends, a partner, a spouse. I mean, someone that's very close to you. And if you start to understand and do the same behaviors to those people as you do with an acquaintance, you'll start to see your relationships start to blossom very quickly and a lot easier in your life. And with those, you know, powerful relationships that you talk about and and being able to stand out, you mentioned a whole lot of good stuff. And how have you seen that play out in your business as you've built it up from scratch, transitioning from a lawyer to now a business coach? Uh, Well, I'll give you an example of one of my clients and what they did. And so they went to one of the big conferences that they have. It's called TED in Vancouver. It was in Vancouver in March. And one of my clients' childhood hero was Richard Branson. I mean, he really loved Richard Branson and wanted to get an opportunity to meet him. And so I was like, well, we're going to figure out a way how to tap in this. And at that point, I had no idea. But I said to him, start asking every person you meet at this conference, you know, who their childhood hero is. And then mention yours. And, you know, that's not a common question that someone would bring up. But I said, okay, try it. And so he ended up meeting someone who's very good friends with Richard Branson. And now in two weeks, he's going to Wyoming um, to a private airfield where he is going to meet him and a bunch of other influencers. And that was a really easy way to go about doing the process is just start asking the question, getting out there and meeting other people is just being more vulnerable and starting to speak your truth and really ask what you want. That's incredible. I I love hearing stories like that where you identify what your outcome is, then you come up with a strategy for, you know, achieving it. Um in this case just asking other people, you know, who's their childhood inspiration and then then doing it. You know, a lot a lot of times people don't act on that and so with your business clients, have you come across or how do you combat the um the person who 
doesn't act on the advice that you have and doesn't follow through with the things that you know that should be done? When I first start working with a client, I realize there's going to be a lot of inner conflict. So I start to understand the patterns and I go through this very quickly. At this point, I can do it very fast. Understanding their patterns from childhood forward, because with every person, there's a five or six, seven year old child that's leading the adult forward. And as the adult, you need to start taking the lead and you actually have to tell that five, six, seven year old child that I love you and give them a hug and we'll put them in the backseat. And that's a big part of the equation. And then I think I I work with people as well on understanding their purpose and understanding it from a point of how their purpose is inside of them and what their major emotional drivers are with that purpose, because it's much easier to start being aligned because most people take a look at their purpose as something external. And that's what gets them into trouble. They keep thinking that something outside of them is going to fulfill them when it never does. You have to be fulfilled inside. You have to love yourself and put yourself first. And so when those things get done, it's way easier for people externally to take actions because they're aligned and they can start to see how when they're actually authentic with someone, how when they're vulnerable and share something about themselves, that that will actually help them and help the other person. And then when they start telling people what they really want in their life and what they really need, all the rest opens up. So the conflicts tend to turn away at that point. I mean, but if I got at a client who's like that, I, I would go through it and saying, well, why are you at this point? Why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, if you're not taking advice on the action and moving forward, you're going to be no better than you were yesterday. You have to break out of your comfort zone because all growth happens in uncertainty and you have to face your fears. And right now what's happening is you see a fear and instead of seeing that as a compass leading you forward, you're actually backing away from that. So how do you expect any other results to happen? You know, and I have a conversation with them. And, you know, if it didn't work, then I'd say we're probably not a good fit. I know you work with a lot of clients on elevating their personal brand online. And as a real estate investor who has a company and real estate investors everywhere, we want to get as much exposure online as possible and elevate our personal brand online. So how do we do that? So what I would do and what I've done is I have a list of 20 to 30 people that are influencers that I want to meet, that I want to have some engagement with. And these are varying people from really big people to some people that are, you know, not as well known, but they're rock stars, right? So I've done a lot of frontline research by finding those people, just Googling, looking around. I've also asked people and I put together a plan for that. And then I try to add value those people on a pretty regular basis every single week. So I'll retweet tweets. I will comment on them. I will go to their Facebook page and make comments. I will do things. I will reply back. I might send them an email. And an email I would send to someone who I don't know would be something like, you know, you're an amazing person. I followed you for a while. Make some positive comments and then wish them a great day. Because a lot of times what happens with influences is they get overwhelmed with email and the emails are asking them questions and they can't respond back. So that person then feels guilty about it. And you're putting them in a position where they actually now don't really like you in a sense because now you're adding work on. So initially, you should just make comments to people. Don't ask questions or try to pick their brain. Just make statements and start engaging with them. And then you can start slowly finding new ways. And then you can start building some ca social capital with them and some value and maybe you review a product they have as well. That's always helpful. You could send them a book 
which should be easy to do. And if they reply back, great. If they don't, they don't. But you got to keep trying different tactics to engage with them. You know, and then once you've added some value after a few weeks or a month, you can try to see if you can engage further with them somehow, maybe get a meeting with them or just try. And, you know, they might not. And you have to keep trying with that. Now, I also have a list of people that are probably another 20, 30 people beyond that that are people that, you know, I want to go after, but you can only go after so many people. And I try to engage with those people on a monthly basis in some form or fashion. Um, and it's kind of helped me build my relationships with people that are outside of Dallas, Fort Worth area. I'm pretty successfully in other places around. Now, there's stuff like you're doing, like doing a podcast, which is a great way to do it because now you're talking to people anywhere and really learning from them and having access to them and engaging with them and adding tremendous value to them as well. So I think if you think about these people and think about how can I add tremendous value to people, right? I talked to one person who um, had a really successful commercial real estate business and they started out in residential. And what they did was they cold called people in an area they wanted business from and said, you know, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what your, you know, value some properties around there and help you figure out kind of the value of your own home and what's, you know, you know, make a decision on if you want to sell or do anything else. And he just did that. And he picked up a lot of business. He told me early on by just starting to get, you know, you know, curious, just innovative, try something new. And it was really helpful for him. So I think a lot of this stuff is you just got to try something new, different and start adding value and add value in ways where you're not making people, have to do something and take some action because that little thing that you're asking them to do, hundreds or thousands of people are doing the same thing. So make it easy on them and stand out. Now, when we connect with them, and by the way, those are all fantastic ways. And I'm gonna, I've, I've been writing them down as you're talking. I'm gonna summarize them at the end. But while you're creating the connection with these online influencers. What about the overall objective of elevating your own online brand? How does your elevation of your online brand connect with all this outreach? Well, I mean, I think you've got to figure out your own, you know, website, your own social media, what you want with that. I mean, pictures that you do. I mean, you have to start thinking about what your brand identity is, right? And I think, you know, there's various ways to do that. I think one of the great ways is you can take some assessments, some tests and seeing where do you stand out from. Um, there's a great test on a website called Give and Take. It's by Professor Adam Grant, who wrote a, a number one New York seller, um, best time seller called Give and Take. And he's really talked about how giving, helping, and inspiring will get you ahead in business. And he has a free assessment tool that you can take for yourself and then also send it to other people so they can give you feedback. So I think that's very helpful and then you can take those, and I've thought about myself, like, what two words or three words do you want to have describing yourself? And what do you want your mantra to be? And I think it's really helpful to think in terms of that, because then you can actually line up your brand and actually have it stand out more. Because it's something that is uniquely you, and you've got to pick a niche, whatever it is. I mean, you've got to find whatever it is you want to do, because if you're too broad, it will stop trying to be perfect and just communicate. And then those people will want to do business with you, especially if you've had a lot of touches with them because they'll trust you, won't help you. Because as everyone else, you can't stand out unless you take a position. You've got to put a stake in the ground. So by doing a few of these things, you're going to get more illumination and how to stand out 
and really take action and find out what are your strengths and and frankly, what is it that you want to stand for yourself as well? I have a feeling one of your words that you're aligned with is extraordinary. It is, and that's you know that's one of my things is trying to be extraordinary in my relationships in life. And it's when you start to think like that, it's easier to move forward because you know what it is that you want to do, how you want to act and how you want to interact with other people. And it's then you can stay consistent, which is one of the biggest challenges of people is they're very inconsistent. For instance, when I go out and net, network or just meet people because I meet people everywhere, people's follow-up skills are horrendous. I mean, horrendous. And I find that really interesting because if you want to meet influencers and other people when you're out, I mean, you've got to follow up with them. And if you have potential clients, I mean, many times, I mean, there's listeners here that meet someone that are in no position to buy, sell, or do anything else. But two years from now, maybe three years from now. So that contact is of high value. So you have to stay in contact with them and you need to find a way to consistently bring value, put those contacts in a CRM system and start finding a way to reach out to them because they'll, at some point they're going to want to buy or sell. They just will. Everyone will. But if you lose track of them and don't follow up, well, then your odds are very low because you're going to have to reach someone at the perfect time and place. We'll stop trying to be perfect and just communicate. And then those people will want to do business with you, especially if you've had a lot of touches with them because they'll trust you and they'll feel some sort of connection to you. So they'll at least want to talk to you about the business. What CRM system do you use? I use MailChimp. Yeah, I mean, you can use an email system, but I also use things to keep track of contacts such as um, – you know, Salesforce or Pipedrive or other things where you can use is like a true CRM system. Um, I use Aweber, but there's other systems like Infusionsoft is definitely it's much it's more expensive, but it's much more campaign management um, in there and opportunities. But a lot of this stuff is just you know just ways to communicate with people and stay in contact with them and just do different things. And I think that's of high value. And email and online is free, right? You don't need to pay for it. It's not like you have to do some direct mail piece or drop something. You can, but you don't have to. But at least you've got people's contact information and kind of follow up with them and keep a dialogue going consistently moving forward. Jason, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? I would say... Go where the business is. And where is the business? Well, the people that are social influencers, the people that are making the biggest strides in the world around us go to two places more than any other places. And one, it's charity events. And two are nonprofits, meaning museums, opera, symphony, the arts. So go to those places because that's where those people are going on a consistent basis. And so you can build relationships with people that will be able to further your interest and you can help them as well. And remember, each person you meet in those environments, they have a network behind them and all of that network is pure gold. So it's the person, yes, that can be very beneficial, but the real gold is the fact that they have contacts behind them that can be extremely valuable. And the way you access those contacts is you give first, right? You give to someone and help them in some way that they need help with. And then just like people in your inner circle don't keep a scorecard with you, they will open their contacts and they will say, well, how can I help you? And then you have a gold mine, right? Instead of giving one contact, they'll give you whatever you want because they want to do business with someone who actually can lead with giving. 
love that advice. And I, I personally practice that. I know with my stuff, I always focus on working with a charity and a philanthropic cause that is near and dear to my heart. Because at that point, one, I'm serving. Yes. And then two, I'm meeting others who are exponentially increasing my network. Yeah, and that's where those people go. I mean, think about it. People who are well off and people who have a lot of money, they get involved in philanthropic. So because why? Because other people that are like that go to those places as well, right? Now, you can go to the country club and those are obvious places to go. But the places people are not tapping into are those places. And you're giving, it's a better environment because now that's opening people up already because you're doing something for a cause and you're there for a reason. So you can work that room way better as well. So it's easier for people also who may be more introverted or socially awkward to go to a charity event, happy hour, whatever it is, it's easier to do. And you can also get on committees and meet people. And so there's ways to get access to this no matter who you are. You don't have to be an extrovert. You just have to actually take action and show up. And you'll be able to meet a lot of people very quickly that will help you build out your network and people who are people that you want professionally to be inside of your network. They're going to help you. So I think it's a real valuable, easy way to do this. And I have people do this all the time. And it's a, and it's a great way socially, too, to build up personal contacts and people that you like to be around that could be best friends, could be a partner or a spouse, you know, someone you run a marathon with, you take a trip with. I mean, all these things are also important to have in your life. And when you go out and meet a person, you don't know how they can play in your life. You don't know what role. So stop looking at them as a personal professional. Look at them as a person and then try to understand what they have and how you can help them. And you're going to be moving forward in your life and way happier and way more fulfilled and way more successful. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. First, a quick word for our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. Do you want to build monthly real estate cash flow without the typical headaches? Discover migraine free real estate investing today at thelandgeek.com forward slash best. No renters or tenants, no rodents or termites, no renovations or toilet repairs. Start learning at thelandgeek.com forward slash best. All right, Jason, best ever book you've read? Gifts of Imperfection by Brené Brown. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? I would say quitting my last job and jumping into my business right now because it forced me to take a hard look at myself and realize that I could do all of this on my own. Best ever success habit you practice? I introduce people to other people all the time. I introduce strangers to other people, and it's helped me meet more people and be the hub and other people are the spokes. And that's opened my life to amazing things. Best ever business decision you've made? Leaving corporate America and going on my own. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? I'm helping work with many executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners really take the next step in their career and think about how to get from point A to point B. And it's a lot of it is working on soft skill sets, communication, emotional, and social skill sets, and helping them build that out. I love that lightning is crashing during the lightning round. It's just so poetic. I do everything for you. Look at that. And you're in your audience. I mean, who else would put light <laughs> in the background? <laughs>
best ever way you like to give back? I love to go to charity events and invite people so I can get people exposed to those events and entice them to come help the organization because that way I can help the organization more than just doing a piece of whatever events going on. Best ever quote. The best ever quote that I have heard that I really like is it's not what you do for other people. It's not how you interact with them. It's how you leave them with a feeling. And that's a quote from Maya Angelou and it's not an exact quote, but it's close enough. And I think that how you make people feel will be the determining factor whether they engage with you the second time or the hundredth time. So focus on people's emotional states and how you can tap into that and help people get what they want. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business? I tried initially to go too broad in my business and that hurt me because I tried to be something to everyone instead of focusing more in a niche and sticking with it. And then lastly, Jason, what's the best ever place to reach you? It is on my website at beextraordinary.tv. That's beextraordinary.tv, all one word. And there's ways to contact me there. Um, you know, I have all my social media through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. And I have a YouTube channel set up as well that you can go and check out. So everything is on there. A lot of blogs and free resources on personal branding guides, networking guides, and things you can download and also templates on how to email busy, influential people and get them to answer you back. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with best ever listeners and talking about your business, talking about how that applies, things that you know and you actively practice and teach apply to real estate investors. I mean, I wrote down a lot of takeaways. You have some very profound insights that are good one-liners, but when you when I was thinking about them more and more, they're they're very deep. And if we apply just some of these, then our business will be better off. I guarantee that. One of the things that I wrote down is how to reach the unreachables, where you you're talking about make statements with your first email should you decide to email them. I think that is. I've never heard that. I've always thought it, but not consciously or subconsciously where people reach out to me and they ask me a barrage of questions and I don't know them and they're, they're well intended, but I'm like, man, I get all sorts of emails every day. I would love after you said, make statements and just comment on, I mean, I would love that if people were to email me and approach it that way. And I guarantee you the response rate would be much higher and much faster. The second or third time, right? The, the second or third time. Exactly. I mean, I love that approach. You also gave some very specific examples of other ways to reach the unreachables, like sending them a book, retweeting their stuff, reviewing a product. That's huge. That's really huge. I can tell you firsthand with my podcast, I am all about getting positive reviews for my podcast. And if someone were to reach out to me and say, hey, I reviewed your podcast. I love it. Check it out on iTunes, the review. By the way, I hope you're having a great day. That would instantly, going back to your quote, that would make me feel pretty darn good. And I love that you mentioned that quote. It is about how we make them people feel. It's not about the mechanics of it. And there's a whole TED Talk on this where we remember the very end of our experience, not necessarily the beginning and the middle. It's really how we end and how do we feel at that ending. And that feeling is how we determine the overall experience. It's the ending. And I, I love that you, you mentioned that. And then talking about 
you know, where to go if we're in, I'm thinking, uh, you didn't mention this specifically, but I'm thinking if we're looking to raise money from investors, where to go? Well, first and foremost, join a charity or a philanthropic cause that you're passionate about and then do that, volunteer. That's going to put you in the best light to others because you're doing something that you love and oh, and oh by the way, you're making new friends and, and probably powerful friends at that. I can tell you I do that firsthand with Junior Achievement and I do it with Texas Tech Alumni Advisory Board that I'm on. I've got investors from all the different groups like that for my deal. So I, I just love this advice. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to mention to the best ever listeners before we sign off? I mean, I think another thing you can look at is if you want to get and raise money and there are particular people that you want to raise money from, see what they're doing. See what charities they're involved in. See what organizations that are going on, right? Or you can even contact them. And I've done this before. I've emailed an influencer and said that if you give me, you know, 10 minutes of your time, I'll do, you know, 30 hours of charity work in your name and your honor, your organization. I'll just go ahead and do it. I'd just love to talk to you for a few minutes and make a statement. And they were so floored that they said yes, because who would ever do that? No one. So if you want to meet people, get curious, right? Curiosity is one of the most undervalued traits in the world. And it's the way that'll help you stand out because it'll get you thinking about ways to do things that other people won't. And I always tell my clients, if there's not 100 people in a room, think about what 99% of the people are not doing and then do that and you're gonna be right almost all the time. And it can benefit all of your listeners to start thinking like that and getting creative and innovative. Because you won't always succeed, but what'll happen is, is when you don't, it'll be a signpost telling you what to do next and then it'll lead you to the path of success. Thank you so much, Jason. Hope you have a best ever week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 